Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everyone, and welcome to uh, an expat bites uh, free podcast show that we're creating here, sharing information on how to live in another country. So if you want to roam and, and find a new home, you're here, you're in the right place. Our motto is basically, you know, why, why do people choose their vacation searching for nature so hard to get away from the stresses of life and live in a place that maybe is a little more stressful um, when you could do it in the opposite order and find a beautiful place to live and, uh, and then go visit any city in the world you wanna go visit uh, on vacation. During these uh, shows, uh, my co-host Felix and I are going to share our experiences living here in beautiful Buzios, Brazil. Um, this is going to act as sort of a how-to guide. Uh, this first show is a, you know, how to get to another country and sharing our experiences and how we got to Brazil. Uh, this first show is just, it's just an overview and an introduction to our backgrounds, but future shows are going to go deeper into specific topics. So. You know, let's get started with that with that uh, introduction there. And uh, first, a little bit about my background. Um, you know, I, I have a, a, a bit of a entrepreneurial background uh, uh, with startups and e-discovery and uh, uh, in the United States. Uh, uh, I've done podcasting before. I, I, I had a ESI Bytes was my probably my biggest podcast in the e-discovery field. Uh, so have some familiarity with the power of podcasting. Uh, love doing college radio in the past. And this is really just a hobby. Um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm currently an owner of a small hotel here in Brazil and an Airbnb and uh, consider myself to be uh, uh, semi-retired compared to what I used to be doing in e-discovery. Uh, Felix, your, your background? Why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, it's Felix more. Good, good morning, everyone. Uh, so my name is Felix. Uh, I've been here in, in Bolsius in Brazil for about 12 years now, together with my wife and, and two kids, one whom was uh, actually born here in, in Rio. Uh, so I, I have a small posada, a small hotel, even or but here it's called the posada. Uh, I would say it's something similar to uh, maybe a, more of like a bed and breakfast. Uh, I also run a uh, a bakery and I manage another posada here here in Busio. So I'm not semi-retired. I'm uh, very very active. Um, but yeah, so I'm from Stockholm. Uh, I was uh, working in the hotel industry uh, back in Sweden, and after that, I was traveling around the world. I lived in London for a couple of years. I lived in Australia, and I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. Uh, with my life in general so me and my girlfriend at the time we came to to brazil and worked as volunteers for a couple of months and then we traveled around and just like carl said it's like just like you said it's um why do you 
why do you always have to go waiting for your for your holiday when you can live it and we that's exactly what we found that we were we were yeah had just a really good life in a in a different way everything doesn't it's it's a little bit more it doesn't have to be so complicated and so yeah. we decided basically to um to just sell everything we had in sweden and yeah go back to brazil and it's uh it's been it's been wonderful uh we are able to go back to sweden every year to visit friends and family which is obviously very important well yeah our journeys are a little bit different um you know because i uh my 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 story uh, is sort of like uh, under the tuscan sun the movie from 2003 with diane lane um you know it started like a country song i sold the business uh i was getting divorced uh i had uh problems with the new business person i got in the litigation there and you know i i was in my uh my early 50s at the time and i was like you know what's going on it's like a bad country song here you know so I went on vacation to Brazil, a place I had lived twice in my childhood, and uh, uh, I arrived, and uh, uh, it, it was very peaceful. I was in Rio at the time. Uh, you know, I fell in love. Uh, I extended my vacation, came back to the U.S. with my ticket. Uh, you know, I couldn't extend it. Uh, you know, uh, any further. Uh, I'd been here three weeks. And I got back for a week and I thought, what am I doing? I was so happy in Brazil. I've got all these problems here. I'm just going back. Uh, it didn't hurt at the time that, that you know, Trump was in power and the U.S. was very divisive, although I could say it's still very divisive now. Uh, but, you know, I, I just decided, you know, time for a change. Time for a change. Not sure what the next business will be, if there will be one. And I just really need to find peace. And that's why I came here. And, and I think to a large extent, uh, I've been very happy with the piece I found. Uh, so anyway, that, that gets us here to Brazil. Uh, did, did you speak any Portuguese when you came here? I mean, I'm sure that's going to be what the first question people have. You know, it's a different <laughs> language. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, to say the least. Uh, it's, it's very, very different. Uh, I did not speak basically any Portuguese at all. Um, I didn't have any Latin language knowledge basically at all um, before I came and I sort of we tried we took a, a, um, a short course in back in Sweden but it wasn't really that helpful uh, so it was a little bit tricky when we first came here uh, fortunately Busius it's a it's a place of uh, many many nationalities um, so we were able to early on to to get some help because not everyone speaks English here as well. Uh, but um, yeah, so it was so it was a little bit tricky in the beginning. It took a couple of, I would say, a good year and a half to to re to really get started. And uh, but it's it's basically I think when you're in it and you have to speak it, you have to learn it. It makes it uh, easier. Um, but uh, it, it was uh, it was one of those things that are. It, it was one of the toughest things when you move, I think, to get to get started. I, I couldn't uh, agree more. And, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I have an MBA. Uh, I, I'm a lawyer uh, or was a lawyer. You know, so I've been through a lot of different schooling. Uh, and when it comes to foreign languages, you know, I'm semi slow. 
I, I don't know what it is. I, I tried an app called Pimsleur. Uh, it, it did not help. I then got hooked on Duolingo, which has helped a lot. I, I've, I've worked very hard. I'm up to the highest level and uh, it doesn't get you fluency, but it, it, it shows you exposure so much. And these apps are free and it gets you practice. It gives you some structure. Uh, and if you if you can remember, you're not in a competition, which is what Duolingo tries to tell you, but you're just trying to every day get some exposure to different things. The app runs through itself so many times you get more comfortable. Uh, am I yeah, fluent and- now? Yeah, no, I'm not fluent, but I'm not in a position where I can't communicate enough. And uh, but with with Google Translate and things like that in the beginning, uh, you certainly can uh, survive uh, in the beginning, but it's something you got to learn at some point. You got to, you know, but it's something to do. You know, it's 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 like a it's something you can focus your time on and, and gain some pride that you're gaining a new skill if you don't have it. Yeah, so. and it doesn't need it doesn't need to come out perfect. Um, I found that if you try, um, especially here in Brazil, people are so warm and helpful. So if you try, they are they are really willing to to try to understand you to to the fullest extent. Uh, but yeah. also, I think I think your yours and 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 my experience is uh, it's a little bit different because since I came here with my Swedish wife, so we were two that didn't speak Portuguese at all. So we really, really had to try because of the business and everything. But since you, your wife is Brazilian, so you, you, you could always lean on someone that could do a lot of the talking for you when it was necessary. So I think that's that's also something that maybe makes it a little bit more, little bit more difficult to to learn it. Um, I have a friend who's from England, who's the same situation. So he's been here for a few years. And I think when you don't really, really have to learn, um, sometimes it might take longer time uh, than when you actually, yeah, well, we didn't really yeah. have a choice. So I, I agree. Um, so anyway, you, you know, we ended up here in Buzio somehow. And I, I, my path started in, uh, in uh, Rio de Janeiro and Rio de Sostres and Sao Paulo, where I was trying to start up a new version of my, uh, my legal services here in Brazil. And uh, I sort of gave up. And uh, uh, the, the bureaucracy in Brazil with new businesses is complicated. But, you know, uh, Rita and I were watching a uh, movie, Shawshank Redemption, and uh, I don't want to give away too much of the plot. It's a great movie. But while they're in prison, they're looking at they're talking about going to Mexico. That's their dream and having a nice life. These two prisoners that are friends, lifelong friends in jail. And uh, uh, I said, why don't we do that? <laughs> you know, because a lot of hotels in Brazil as opposed to legal staffing companies. And uh, uh, we laughed and we, we, we went to Buzios because it's a beautiful beautiful city that she knew village really um and looked at like 10 places and the 10th place was just beautiful it was like looking at a the view in santorini greece and uh we both knew at that moment that was the uh the small inn the posada that we were going to buy and that was in 2018 and uh that's uh you know we fell in love with buzios there's 28 beaches here there's uh you know, uh, it's just a very, it's like the Hamptons of Rio de Janeiro is one way I describe it. People from Rio yeah. come here to go to the beach. 
Um, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. It's uh, I think Bus is for same thing for us because we were, yeah, we travel around a lot in Brazil. I, I would I would say that I know more about Brazil than most Brazilians. And I think, I mean, there's plenty of beautiful, beautiful places with beautiful beaches uh, in Brazil. But Bucius has just, it's just got sort of a little bit of everything. It's not too small. Uh, if you if you live here, you still have, you don't, you, you can be yourself. I mean, it's not like you know everyone everywhere. And it has uh, plenty of good restaurants. And uh, it's, yeah, it's like you said, it's close to Rio. So it's, um, it's a, it's a perfect, perfect place to, to settle down. Definitely. Well, again, you know, these are all topics we're going to go more deeply into, but, you know, we've talked about Portuguese and where we located, but the cost of coming to another country, I mean, that's something that people I think have a lot of fear about. Um, you, you know, you, you, uh, you came here sort of in the beginning of your business career to some extent. You still hadn't really focused or you, you knew hospitality industry. Um, but you were starting like at the be like the beginning largely, right? I mean, uh, oh, how have you definitely. found the cost? Definitely. Uh, so, well, I mean, we, we had an apartment back in Sweden that we sold. So we had, uh, we did a, like a, a proper business plan before we moved to Brazil. So we... We came here, we found our house, uh, which is our house as well. And we have uh, separate suites that we rent out. So, but we were, we were just living here for about seven months and um, uh, just doing reforms at the house. And I mean, costs here are everyday life. It's, you can't even, it's, it, they are lower. There are some things that are more, uh, more expensive if you want to, have imported stuff uh, like technology and those kinds of things. But I mean, just go out for a beer. It's just a fraction of the price that you would pay back home and go out to restaurants, um, shopping for food and vegetables. I, I would say it's about, I mean, Sweden is a, it's a expensive country as well, but I would say about 50% of the cost of living basically. Yeah. I, I saw some stuff online on this and I, I, I experienced sort of what, what you did um, in terms of the price difference. The dollar, by the way, has been so strong over this time period. Um, uh, but uh, Travel Off Path, which is an online tool for, for, for people looking to take vacations, did a piece recently on uh, promoting South America and saying this is the least expensive place for Americans to go travel. And they use an interesting benchmark, cost of living difference. The percentage difference and they calculated brazil is 49.5 percent of the you know less of the cost of living and you can see that uh you know and like i joke with some of my friends that have come here it's like the 12 13 fresh lobster dinner um or having a coffee in a cafe uh with a pastry and and it's like a dollar you know things like that um and uh you know our our plan I didn't have a business plan because again, I was under the Tuscan sun mode when I got here and I just decided <laughs> to stay. But, but, you know, it was to use the rentals of a hotel and, and generate income from, you know, the guests and not have to attach to, uh, 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 you know, not have to, uh, um, uh, uh, not have to, uh, um, um, uh, you know, touch 
what I still had in the U.S. in the stock market and and businesses and real estate there. Um, however, you know, we bought the place in 2018 in August and then renovated it. You know, uh, so we bought it, paid for it in full, renovated it, opened it up in December. Guests are coming in. It looks beautiful. What happens in January? COVID hits. <laughs> you know, literally our our city turns into a uh, uh, a desert island almost with 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 the inability for anyone even to visit to protect everyone which by the way worked perfectly it was a medieval strategy everyone used to say boy a lot of people are getting sick in brazil and my answer would be like i don't see it you know i'm i'm here in nature you know I, there's a big yeah. strong breeze yeah. and our hospital you know which only would sit 12 never never got uh um you know overrun uh people got it but it was in small percentages it was pretty safe here but but you know i wasn't making any money here uh and even despite that situation we kept our whole staff on we paid them because you know the the, the salaries here to give you an example are like five hundred dollars a month type of a salary for a hotel person six hundred dollars a month and you provide some food and you know that's enough with another person working a, a couple to survive here and feed themselves and have a tv and and pay for rent and uh, that's we were surviving just fine financially you know tapping into what i had in the us but i'm happy to report now that covid is is behind us uh you know the hotel is up and going and 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 doing well and and we have an airbnb in rio and the plan works, you know, the plan works of, of, of getting, you know, I, I suggest Airbnb and I'll talk more about that for, for, for someone that wants to try to replicate the strategy on a different show. Um, yeah, I, I would also say that Airbnb is probably a good start for someone that moves because uh, it's uh, like, you, like you said earlier that the bureaucracy here, it's a little bit complicated. So if, if you want to start with something simple, Airbnb is definitely the way to go because you don't really need any staff. Um, and since everything is done through the through the base uh, website, basically, it's uh, yeah, I, I agree. It's a would be a, a good start. So you you had mentioned a little bit about the Buzios and and you know some of the things that you like here about uh, about about the area. Um, you know, I'm gonna I have a couple of things I wanted to add on that, and and if you wanted to add some more, I mean the. The climate here all year round is is comfortable to warm. Okay, it doesn't get really cold here. You'll seldom use your sweaters in the reverse season from the United States. Of you know, uh, the summer is uh, you know uh, December, January, February type of a period. You know it, it and there it's uh, you know in in in. In uh, Fahrenheit, you know, it can get into the 90s and it can be hot. Uh, it can be a little bit rainy at times because it's so hot. Uh, but then as, as you go through the seasons it, in the June, it gets into like the 60s, 70s. Still can hit the 80s. Uh, it can go down to the 40s at night, but it's comfortable. And um, I also love the natural scenery. Uh there was a, uh, an article on in Finland about the happiest people in the world I saw on the internet. I see a lot of stuff on the internet now. <laughs> I, I look at the internet, you know, you know, just to, to, to pass some time sometimes. And uh, 
you know, they, they, the Finnish people were supposed to be the happiest, but one of the three keys to happiness was natural beauty. And this is an area where Charles Darwin did a lot of his research on his uh, famous research on, uh, on uh, animal life. And, uh, uh, you know, the food is healthy here. Uh, you know, you stay healthier because you're eating food that, you know, is only been touched like a couple of times and is from within the general vicinity a lot of the times, especially the I, seafood. Yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't agree more because since, since we came, I don't think I ever bought anything even semi-industrialized. We cook everything from start because it's, like you say, it's the, the vegetables and the fruits and everything is fresh. You go to the butcher shop and you get a, like a big or fresh cut of meat. You buy local fish. Uh, and I think it also has to do with the fact, I mean, you can find industrialized food in the supermarket, but since I don't really know what it is, I don't really know what it tastes like. I prefer just to cook the food that I know that I like. And um, I think just just like you said, just by doing that, you, you uh, make a huge change to your, to your diet uh, and which makes you happier as well. And I, I uh, saw something also, another documentary from, I think it was from Japan. And they are saying that it's something about the nature, woods and trees that are actually releasing some kind of uh, chemical or, or something that um, makes you feel better, makes you happier. So they were doing experiments by letting people sleep in the woods for a couple of days and then measure like, endorphins and those kinds of things and they saw a, a huge difference which is uh, it's very interesting yeah you you do have a peaceful feeling um uh it, you know i and you know i one of our hobbies here is then rescuing dogs you know we we are up to now six rescue dogs and uh um you know, I, the Posada has a great view of the ocean, but but our our home has a huge garden area, walled garden space. That the dogs can run around. And when I talk about rescue dogs, I'm talking about seeing a dog on the street that that clearly needs help. And this is one of the things you see in poorer countries and saying to, you know, literally looking at the dog, giving it some food and, you know, looking in its eyes and saying, do you want to come home with me? <laughs> you know, and, you know, we have room at the garden, you know, and we've done this a few times and these animals look at you with love. You cannot even uh, measure. They, they understand that they they were in a really rough spot and, you know, the vets aren't that expensive here. They, they all seem to really love animals. They, they really appreciate what we've been doing. And, that combined with nature of having this uh, animal family running around on a bigger piece of property where they, they can have fun and enjoy themselves um, is it's just been wonderful. Uh, uh, you know, doing silly things like uh, bringing things from the US here, like cornhole. I brought this game cornhole, which I play every year at the Super Bowl at our, at our hotel. And uh, for a while I was the cornhole star until I showed Felix from Sweden, he's won my <laughs> tournament two years in a row, which is coming up this weekend, and uh, hoping we for see third. what happens. <laughs> anyway, so you don't have to be completely uh, uh, removed from from the U.S. things, but or the for, the European, but but you know, leaving you, you know your 
your your life behind T tell me about your reaction to that felix because i i know it's not it's it's not all perfect in my life being abroad how about from yours i mean what what what, what are your thoughts about this i would say especially in the beginning it was uh, a little bit tougher i would say mainly friends and family that you missed the most but it was specific types of food uh things that you maybe you were doing on a daily daily basis that it, you couldn't do and also actually something that wasn't working that well here when we first came was uh, like uh, um technology internet was quite weak uh the electricity electricity would go down quite a lot but it's something that has done a, a remarkable change the last um, six seven years the technology works as good here as it does back home um the energy problem the electricity problem is not as bad at all as it as it used to be and but i mean it's it's like you said what i what i like the most is just that everything is easier you don't you don't need so much stuff to to be happy i mean you you can just leave your house go to the beach for half an hour in the afternoon watch the sunset and that just make you you just get a sense of peace that i don't think i've i've ever had when i lived in sweden uh in stockholm especially if you live in a big city it's more about the daily routines you just have to make sure you do your things to and then just go and wait for that holiday that was coming up maybe in three four months and here it's sort of sort of the opposite no of course i mean i i long for a holiday as well but uh the difference is when i the the holiday is ending it's not i don't i'm not depressed because i'm i have to go back i have to go back to another paradise so uh yeah i i can't really see many disadvantages except for the fact that you are away from from friends and family i would say that's the that's uh, the only tough part, but um, I mean, nowadays with traveling again after pandemic open up, it's it's fairly easy and um, you can go back and they come here and visit you. So it's, I, I, I think we, I have more quality time with my parents now than I would have had if I, if I lived in Sweden. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm echoing, I can't add anything else to that answer. Um, and, uh, you know, I I, uh, I I do miss my family, uh, but uh, I talk to my my mom and my dad more frequently now. And I didn't live in the same state with them before in the U.S. So my relationship with my my family, and my brother as well, I think, has improved while I've been away because I appreciate them a lot more. Friends is a little bit more complicated because, you know, in my life, I had so many contacts because of all the traveling I was doing in e-discovery and people that I just love talking to and uh, that I, you know, that I pitch predictive coding or, or, you know, sell, you know, staffing using technology I'd built, you know, being an entrepreneur, I, I was always trying to fix problems and doing things differently. And I got the sense that I was never viewed as sort of like the, uh, the, the, the salesman, typical salesman coming around. I was usually the owner of my own business with a new idea and I had great relationships around the United States that I I've left behind and I haven't really figured out how to maintain those the the pure fringe and that's one of the reasons for this podcast I, I had a, a lot of popularity in in the U.S. with ESI Bytes and uh, I'm going to push this out there and uh, 
my goal out of this podcast is in addition to providing free information on our journey to, to help people you know make this choice because there's not a lot of information on how to do this and i think i think part of the reason is there's no real economic incentive for an expatriate to share what they've been doing where i'm not in business to to help you get to another country neither is felix we're both very busy but what what i have found personally is when friends come visit me in brazil they have a great time i i have two friends that are already talking about retiring here you know they want to try to figure out how to do it and um you know i have yet to have a bad ex situation with a friend coming over here not half unhappy not 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 getting happy with what they see here um so uh and and the fact is you mentioned you can get back you know the with the airports being a you know rio is wonderful being so close to buzios it's one of the greatest cities in the world so beautiful but it has an international airport you can you can get to anywhere from a major international airport and i think i travel more now than i did when i was in the u.s taking vacations um yeah you know when your when your costs drop from your living and it will definitely do a show on this at some point you can take more nice vacations going out because you're most of the day taking care of yourself is so much less expensive and uh um so so anyway um but uh but uh you know that's 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 basically uh you know my my view on it um I, I, I would say that there are challenges. We talked about Portuguese uh, and, and I'll, I'll jump in on this one. You know, this, the change of speed for an American, you know, is usually much faster than literally everywhere else in the world. Okay. Um, it's always go, go, go. It's always, I have an idea. How do I execute it? Um, execution from idea to doing something. These are all things that happen every day and the pace of change in the US with a robust business generation mentality and uh, uh, not a lot of support like you have in other countries where people are trying to make sure you don't get sick or they're trying to solve illnesses and not bankrupt people. But you really got to survive in the US and that combined with the the ability to start businesses so easily and quickly um, gives you an expectation. Like I need service, you know, where's my home Depot? Well, I'm going to tell you, there's no home Depot here. Home Depot, <laughs> by the way, if you're familiar, it's like a Kia. Okay. Except for building, uh, you know, supplies and, uh, yeah. you can find everything in a, in a home Depot. Well, you, you, in Brazil, in Buzios, you might go to a hardware store and find a certain, type of sander no in one instance i found the sandpaper for a certain type of sander but they didn't sell the sander machine <laughs> i'm like yeah. why do you have all this sandpaper here with no machine yeah. you know and you know you're going around trying to find things and i i you know you know so that you, you eventually you just accept the fact that rather than get angry if you accept inefficiency uh as a lifestyle then it almost becomes humorous and yeah. you don't get angry but that that is sort of a challenge in the beginning like why don't they do this why don't they do that why why can't i get this now why can't you know and um yeah i, I have I, was... the, I have the exact same experience <laughs> exact same experience uh well, especially with you get frustrated sometimes 
and like you said in the beginning, it was it was much worse because you had you you expected things to be done in in one way or in a certain time frame, and uh, here it's it is definitely slower. But I I came to realize it's not such a bad thing. Uh, I mean, I do get frustrated every time and again, but uh, I just uh, yeah, you just accept it. It's uh, and it's when you do accept it, it's actually quite a nice feeling that it's it doesn't everything doesn't have to go that fast. I think you 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 when you slow down in in general, you you enjoy life much more because it, it's not a it's not all about running around. It's it's just take a moment, sit down, and just yeah, just be happy, feel happy, and and we are. I mean, I think like you said, I am so much happier here than I than I've ever felt before. Felix, have you ever seen the movie Click with Adam Sandler, where you're just clicking yeah. to get to the good things? Okay, well now in my fifties, I don't want click. I want I want life to be painfully slow, and I want to be healthy during that time period. Okay, I want to appreciate looking around at all these like butterflies and birds and stuff. I remember the birds in the United States, like in New Jersey, you know, where I grew up. You know, you'd sit back on the lawn as a kid, looking up at the sky, sprinkler on, you know, there were insects, there was all sorts of stuff. And I, I gradually realized over time, a lot of these things, fireflies, things like that, they were disappearing. They were gone. And guess what? <laughs> they moved to Brazil too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe they were the first wave of expatriates. I don't know, but they're all here. And I don't know if it has something to do with uh, not, not having as much industrialization or chemicals um, uh, or, you know, messing around with the entire ecosystem by taking a predator out, which changes things or whatever. But, but um, you know, it's, it's really wild here um, when, you, when you see all the, even just the insects, they don't bother me because it's just like they're, they're, they're here, except for the mosquitoes. The mosquitoes bother me. <laughs> Still. Yeah, <laughs> I think to bother everyone, <laughs> but uh, but uh, it, it's not too. I mean, here in here in in Bustus, you don't really you don't get malaria and those uh, more uh, the worst kind of uh, mosquitoes. Um, yeah, and it's not. I mean, it, there there are mosquitoes around, but it's not it's not that bad. Not compared to if you go somewhere in the, I think more north, more towards the Amazon there it can get really, really bad. But here, since, especially Bucio, since it, there's always uh, a fresh breeze passing through, I think it's, uh, it, keep it keeps it quite limited. And I mean, if you're talking about animals, there's not really any, not that many animals around, like in a good way. There's not many, we're not in the, we're in a beautiful nature place by the beach, but um, it's just, you don't really have to think about anything bad at all when you when you move around it's it's and it's i don't know if you said already i mean the safety here it's it's not an it's like a non-issue they don't uh, even have any man-eating sharks in the water you know <laughs> <laughs> i really like that i yeah. growing up in rio when i was 11 10 you know i lived in brazil twice as a child uh jaws came out when i was here and that just ruined it for me Completely ruined for me. Jaws came out. I read a store, a book on uh, on uh, like fifty or hundred true shark attack stories. It's with gruesome details and photographs. And 
my parents shouldn't have let me read this book. Okay. I don't no, know what they were thinking, but, <laughs> but it changed my perception of getting in the ocean, uh, for, for that time period. But, but here, you know, jump off the boat and I'm swimming around. It's no problem. There's no, nothing at all here uh, in the bay. Well, a couple or, of weeks yeah. ago, a couple of weeks ago, we had a bunch of dolphins swimming by. It's not that bad. Yeah. And there have been whale sightings and stuff like that. I mean, it's, uh, I haven't seen one yet, but I have friends that have seen whales. So, um, so anyway, uh, you know, and, and the last thing, and we're, we're going to have complete shows on each of these topics. Uh, I've already got 10 ideas for shows, but, but, you know, you, you touched upon, uh, the connection to, to being still abroad and or still being connected to your home country a little bit. And, you know, with streaming and free calls, I mean, this podcast is going to be an example. You, you can still remain in touch with everyone without it without real additional cost i mean i I gotta tell you i'm i'm probably a bigger new york jet fan unfortunately you know because the nfl package here for a year for every single game with is 385 hey eyes well 385 hey eyes is about 74 dollars okay so i have for the last three years watched every jet game but thank god i can watch it in 40 minutes with no commercials and then I've watched some games and just highlights for seven minutes because they got so bad. But now they've turned it around. And I've, I've flown back to New York, and every year I see one or two Jet games live and in person. So you're not really totally disconnected. Uh, you don't have to be um, for movies and things like that, um, TV, uh, the news. There's all sorts of content that's still in English that you can access and, and, and watch. Um, and I don't know if you have equivalents for 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 Europe, but uh, but you're, yeah. you're busier than me. <laughs> yeah, no, but I mean, I'm a, I would say I'm a soccer fan, and I'm definitely a, a golf fan as well. And I would say I have more um, ways of watching sports here than than Sweden. I know that in the U.S. it's, I mean, it's it's an interesting, and we'll get into this more on on different shows. But the difference between the three countries is quite huge. The from Sweden to U.S. and Brazil. Uh, but no, I, I mean, I get as much or even more uh, things that I can watch watch here than than back home. So in in that sense, uh, like I said, technology here or in general has come so long, so so far. So it's it's a non-issue really. Uh, you can you can get everything that you want. And I I would just like to add that uh, sure you I mean I have less friends maybe now than I did before in Sweden. You lose touch. But the friends that I do have uh, still, uh, yeah, it's, it's even, even better. I mean, when we get back, you get more, more quality time. I think that when you're living your life back home in a, in a big city with family, uh, you, you try to make it happen rather than you want it to happen. You, had, you have to have that dinner with your parents once a week or every two weeks or whatever. And it's, it's more of a that you have to then you actually want to and here it's here it's the complete opposite we we get to spend so much time because we want to and and we enjoy it so much more so that's we've i think we've covered our what we were going to cover here in the first show um and uh uh you know in in future shows we'll we'll have a topic that we'll just try to stick to mostly this was more like a greatest hits overview i guess uh, but in the future, um, 
I have a domain for expats.com and, uh, and an email with an info at expats.com. If people need more information, I'm going to post some information. This is sort of a hobby for me to, to, you know, give me some technical things to do. I've always loved podcasting. I've always loved sharing free information, but I want to make it very clear. Um, you know, I, I do have a business I run here, um, and, and, uh, and, uh, an Airbnb in, in Rio. Felix is, is busier than me raising kids, right? And, <laughs> and doing all this with three businesses. So this is really just a hobby, this, this conversation time that we have, but we're going to put a lot of content up here that will help people. I would suggest if you're really interested and you want to know more from us that you come out here on vacation, come visit us here in Buzios, come to Bayou de Joao, uh, or, uh, or, uh, uh, uh your, uh, Balthazar, the uh, Posada, uh, which is yours, right, Felix? Yes, or, uh, exactly. Or, uh, Posada Abracadabra as well. Where you, where you manage, um, with which um, I manage, and this will all be posted on expats.com when I put it up there in the next week or two. Uh, but feel free to come here, have a caipirinha. Um, with you know, if we have time. Uh, but if you come here, I think you'd be more willing to to chat a little bit more because you actually are really interested and you're you're taking the step to come here and, and you'd be a guest and we're in the hospitality industry. So, I mean, yeah, uh, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's certainly a very fair game. And, uh, but, um, no, definitely. But, but also I think that if, if you have any, any questions and you just uh, send an email or, and we would gladly take it as a topic in, in one of the shows as well, if it's something that, uh, yeah, makes sense, but, uh, absolutely. Like, like you said, personal inquiries, how things work. Um, yeah, I can't really say that I have the time to do that on a personal <laughs> basis. But uh, to do these, uh, to take these topics and talk about them in, in future shows would be would be amazing. And and just like you said, Carl, I mean, I have so many friends. I hear people who come to Busius and just wow, would be so amazing. We have thought about it. I literally had a couple from Germany in my Posada last uh, last month who uh, had been thinking about it. And so I know that it's so many people uh, around the world who, who thinks about it on a, on a daily basis, who maybe dreams about it at one time uh, to do it. And yeah, I think we are basically here, right? To just say that, go for it. Um, yeah. We had two examples who did it and uh, who are happier than we, we've ever been, so. Yeah, and I'd just like to end. I don't have a big fancy tagline ending like I used to have with ESI Bytes yet, but I'm sort of mulling around this concept that life is an adventure, if you really think about it, with its ups and downs. And living in another country uh, makes that adventure much bigger. And it's easier than you might think for the, some of the reasons we've talked about. Uh, so check back here at, at expatbytes dot com and expat bites tell your friends if you like it uh, people you know that might be talking about this that this exists uh or if you found us through google or searching or the newest chat bot that's fine too but we're just here to have some fun talking and uh share some information so hopefully you find it useful and uh we'll be back with you with the in the next show uh and uh that's uh that's about all that we have here okay so uh we'll talk next uh next next episode take care all right
Thanks. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.